Shalom and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. Good evening, everyone. It is such a great pleasure and a privilege to be here. It's an honor to be a member of this congregation. Thank you so very much, my dear rabbi, for this kind introduction. It made me blush. I'm very embarrassed. But um, I initially spoke with our dear rabbi Micah about giving this talk shortly after October the 7th, 2023. When we were choosing a date for the talk, I felt reluctant to send a description too much in advance because I felt that given the scale of the crimes committed by Hamas on that day, events would likely be moving at lightning speed. And whatever I planned to say, my initial thoughts were it might be outdated by then. However, Then I remembered our history, the history of the Jewish people, and I realized that this probably would not be the case. Like I believe all of us here and everyone watching, I feel so very distraught by the events unfolding in Israel, Gaza, and the world. I'm really hurting. I feel horror at the events of of October the 7th. I feel the grief and the painful emptiness that they left behind. I close my eyes and feel the agony of the victims, the hostages, their families. The plight of the innocent Palestinian civilians affect me as much. The feeling is a familiar one. The one that I got to know well through experiences of my own family during the deadly, divisive civil war in Bosnia in the 90s. I dreaded and expected an outbreak of anti-Semitism after the terrorist attack. Anti-Semitism is always in the background. A very dear friend of mine wrote to me earlier this week from Australia, and this is what she said. What I hadn't reckoned with was the anti-Semitism which came in the immediate aftermath, even before Israel had counted the dead. In Australia, the day after the Hamas attack, the premier of New South Wales had the sails of the Sydney Opera House lit up in the colors of the Israeli flag as a symbol of solidarity with Israel. In a terrible irony, Jews in Sydney were advised for their own safety to stay away as a pro-Palestinian rally was to take place. What followed was on the steps of the Opera House that night. Israeli flags were burned and participants in the rally chanted, guest Jews. I still find difficulty reconciling that this happened in Australia, but that sort of behavior in various forms has continued. Now, When faced with such hostility, the initial instinct is to keep my head down, not attract too much attention to myself or my family, and hope that the events will somehow pass over us. 
I attribute this to generational PTSD. Victims of abuse and trauma behave that way. Abusers make shocking, untruthful statements and accusations, and victims back down. We cower in horror, remembering the historical persecution that accompanied such statements. But the history of our people is laced with the false belief that if we keep our heads down, we will be left alone. That has, of course, not been the case. I grew up in a family of Holocaust survivors who took it upon themselves to do what they could to lead the Jewish community in my home city and the country through thick and thin. Before the Second World War, my grandfather led the Zionist youth movement. My childhood memories, on the other hand, were of walking a fine line between engaging with society and trying to steer clear of anti-Semitism that lurked in the shadows. On more than one occasion, my grandfather was called into a local police station to be asked what he thought about wars and military operations that Israel had been involved in on the other side of the world. Several times, swastikas appeared spray-painted on our family's home. But my grandfather's answer to this was to continue working for us to become prominent members of civil society with strong links with community and close friendships with non-Jews. Some of my earliest childhood memories are of coming home from school and seeing a local imam or a local priest and community leaders of all religious backgrounds having Turkish coffee with my grandfather in the sitting room. Very memorably, as the civil war first started in Bosnia in the 90s, although Jewish people were not a part of the conflict in any way, I was told that a high school peer, whom I barely knew, announced that if there was bloodshed in my hometown, he would make sure to come to our door and kill my family simply because we were Jewish. Fortunately, it was only talk. It is easy to see how the idea of Israel to people like my grandfather was such a dream. An ancestral homeland, a Jewish state in which we can live as Jews among other Jews, where it will be possible to be who we are, honor our tradition and religion without worrying about persecution while working for the benefit of our people and the world. It is also a country that may be able to prevent another holocaust or provide shelter if shelter is needed. I think we need to do a better job of explaining that to the world. Here is where my grandfather's words come to mind again. As, a Jew, as Jews, he used to say, we have to be more principled and honest than anyone around us just to be left alone. I would add that we need to be more principled and honest in order to survive. After being a small group that has historically been targeted as the helpless other, Jewish people finally have a state of their own, a strong state, the state of Israel. This gives us greater visibility in the world and greater responsibility. We are no longer helpless. When looking at Jewish history, it is difficult not to notice that as people we have outlived countless political movements that tried to destroy us. This was divine intervention, some may say, 
Or it was because all of these movements were inherently populist and used discrimination and scapegoating of the Jews to consolidate power. Populist, divisive political movements historically tend to destroy their own countries along with hurting the people that they target. That is what happened to my country of origin, Yugoslavia. We as Jews simply cannot afford to allow ourselves to be so easily divided. Another dear friend of mine told me recently that nowadays talking about unity among Jewish people means rallying around a particular branch of Judaism. This left me speechless. How is this possible? How can unity among Jewish people mean anything else but rallying around the simple fact of being Jewish? Would Hitler have asked, are you an Orthodox, Reform, Conservative, or Reconstructionist Jew? Removing any single thread of the tapestry of the Jewish people can make this tapestry come apart. And we will be alone, isolated and vulnerable. And this is where the fear lurks. Now is the time to fight the cancer of intolerance in our own midst, just as we expect others to do their part. And what gives us strength in times of fear? I believe it is all in our history. After I became a war refugee, it was my family's Lord that gave me strength. It reminded me that I was not the first one to go through, through such trials. Judaism, on the other hand, became the main link that connected me with my family, my traditions, my past. It connected me with the generations that came before me and generations that will come after. And it reminded me that I am not, that I am not alone, that they are all with me. Talk to your family members about how, how they found happiness and, and light during past times of fear. I'm sure that Man Memphis also remembers the religious segregation. The street where Jews were not able to buy houses, schools that we were not able to attend, and clubs where we were not able to belong. This was not such a long time ago. Our elders have a lot to teach us about staying strong during times of crisis. Engagements with the arts give us strength as they envelop us in the best that humanity is capable of when we are faced with the worst. In my family, arts have always been seen as something higher, something special, something that lifts our lives above our current circumstances and gives perspective to our existence. I think that is a very Jewish thing. Music gave me strength. It reminded me of who I was. In Judaism, we do not pray. We sing the words we direct toward heaven. Music inspires and fortifies as we carry the light through the chaos. Pursuing education, both Jewish and secular, gives us strength through confidence, expertise, and critical thinking needed to face the problems around us head-on. Connecting with the wider Jewish community gives us strength in numbers and mutual understanding.
Now is the time to engage with the communities in which we live. Ignoring ignorance has historically been a fertile ground for anti-Semitism. Close interfaith relationships can save lives. This is a frightening time for the entire world. The conversation is changing and the ground is moving beneath our feet. Israel is not going to be the same. We as Jewish people are not going to be the same after the war in Gaza. Now is not the time to keep our heads down. It is the exact opposite. Now is the time to stand up, make a difference, actively work for what we believe is right and help determine the future of the Jewish people. And you do not have to subscribe to only one way of, th of thinking to do all this. How are we going to change the conversation? How are we going to stand up and show that we are empath empathetic, strong people? This is the moment we can become light unto the nations that we aspire to be. This is the time when people are paying attention to the Jews in a way that they haven't in a long time. And we, in this room, have the chance to be part of the new conversation and determine what Judaism means in the 21st century, what Judaism means after October the 7th, and who we are as a people now. Temple Israel can be a part of this conversation. You can be in your homes, your communities, your world. This can draw us together. And in it, we can find strength. And we cannot forget that being Jewish is not only a religion, ancestry, and culture. It is also an idea of people with a long history of overcoming adversity, surviving, persevering, and succeeding. Shabbat Shalom.